Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, friends. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And welcome to our podcast. Yes. Uh, we do those really silly, goofy videos your Aunt Linda shares on Facebook. But this is our favorite thing. This is our podcast. Yeah, and we do this a lot of times. We'll tape it on a Friday after we've finally gotten done with everything that we do in a week. And our list of things that we do every week is lengthy. So it's kind of a chance for us to let all, a little bit of the stress ooze off. Ooze. <laughs> I feel like is ooze not a good word for you that? You know, I have a weird word thing. And ooze. I didn't know ooze was one of them. I knew you didn't like moist. Oh, okay. Now we're done. Okay, we're done. And I we're knew good. you didn't like the type of undergarment that women wear a certain way that it's when okay this is we're we're trying to lose is another one Uh, it's 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 on the fence but i don't i don't like the word panties i I was i didn't say it like i hate that word like underpants just say like underwear underpants why did you say it again i don't know i just don't anyway we're supposed to go segue into our book that we wrote and it's available for pre-order now go to everybodyfightsbook.com you can download a free chapter and we did this cool thing i say it's cool but we took we kind of wrote notes and margins and like backstories so you can download that um but if you pre-order we would love you forever thank you Thank you. Thank you. But now we can talk about the words I hate. No, I took to Instagram, the Instagram machine, and I put out a call out for questions and said, hey, guys, have any questions? And so many good ones came in. Yeah, I'm curious about this. It's interesting. We've done this a few times, and there's always like one or two questions that are, 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 they're always the same, right? right? We've been doing this for a few years now. I'm wondering if the way the world is now is leading to some new and interesting questions. Yeah, there were some good questions. The first question that I think that the most common question we 100% get every single time, but I think it's worth answering every single time is, do your kids get tired of it? That was the first question that came yeah. in. And I think it's worth answering every single time. Well, it's because it, it kind of changes every time, right? right. Our, our kids, do you remember a year when you've, and we have these videos to chronicle it, do you remember a year when you've looked at a video and then a video a year later and said, wow, our kids haven't changed a lot. <laughs> they always change. Right. And I think our, this is our approach with our children, which is why most, if you, if you look and you do like an honest you know, inventory of our videos, most of the videos are just Penn and myself because our kids, their primary job in this world is to go to school. 
And then they have response, you know, little responsibilities around the house. And they're both, um, they do like tennis, which is the CDC said is safe. So they play tennis. So they're busy. And so they're not in all of our videos. At this point, our son has started his own little YouTube gaming channel and it's adorable. But we never, ever, 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 ever make them. In fact, they are like legitimately on payroll. They get paid. So when we do a brand deal or anything like that. So they are coin operated. They love doing it. But there are, but there are days you'll just see Penn Charles or you'll just see Lola. And it's because they're like, no, I don't want to. And then they don't. Yeah, I, I feel like I want to give credit to our friends, uh, our fellow creators, the Ebby family, for kind of getting us ready for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have kids who are a little bit older than us, like a few years older than us. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was talking to, um, I know his name, I can't say his name because it's like the guy, the dad from yes. the Ebby family. Um, he, he he told us like, th- you're going to get to a point really soon where they're going to want to go off and do their own stuff. And that's going to be something that you are are going to want to produce like you do with your other videos, but you just need to let them do it. Right. And I feel like that has happened in the last couple of years and I'm very proud of them. And I like, I definitely have, I'm such a micromanager. I have to hold back a little bit. I can't say, you know what I would do here Um, until they're ready for that kind of feedback. But for now it's just like letting them explore that space. And it doesn't need to be their job. It doesn't need to be. So our son, we put these, his YouTube account is, it doesn't, um, it doesn't accept com- like you can't write a comment on there and then you can't and we put these safeguards around it it's attached to our account so we see everything he has to show it to us before but he shoots and edits everything himself and yeah Penn's like well what if we added a graphic here what if we added some music and he's like I don't want to do that and you're like okay fine like it's not what we would do yeah and it doesn't need to he doesn't need to make money on it he doesn't need to do any of this stuff. so um that's a really long way to say our kids are showing interest in this Therefore, they like it now. If at any point in time they didn't want to, we wouldn't. And our dog is in here. We're up in there, our attic, our little podcast attic space, and she's chewing on something. So I'm going to ask the next question, then I'm going to pull it out of her mouth. Okay, okay great. And then let us know, um, as I try to answer it, just what's in her mouth. Okay, first I, pu- I did pull out some duct tape. Um, okay. okay. Are you always happy and fun? <laughs> okay, okay, see you later, honey. Um no, no, of course not. I think that would be a dangerous way to live, always happy and fun, because there would be an eruption there, right? Um, so I'll start with myself. Uh, I am generally, my baseline is fun and happy. I happen to look at life in a fairly rosy way most of the time. I was blessed with great parents and great friends and a great wife and a great family. And when you're surrounded by that kind of stuff, it's, I think it's a disservice to the people around you if you're not happy most of the time. However, like I get in some funks. It's interesting. I be- get in some, and they're bad. Well, I mean, I think it's normal. Eh? It's interesting because in personal life, you are everybody, you're like the mood shifts when you walk in a room. When we used to walk in rooms, now we just sit around. But at, when we used to go to dinners or parties, the mood shifts because you are always the one that's leading the sing-along or karaoke or whatever, like the, the mood changes. And I love to witness that. I'm the one that sits you know, with my back to the wall. And I'm like, don't talk to me. In our professional world, I am actually more of the optimist. And it's going to be okay. We're going to get it done. We're going to do this. And you, you sometimes are the 
kind of switch roles. Mm -hmm. So in business, I'm more of an optimist. In real life, I am definitely uh, sky is falling. Um, Do you feel like, uh, I want to follow up on that. Do you feel like that's because one of us has to be one of them? Right. Um, I think so. Because in business, I would love to be the optimist, but I don't think two optimists in business saying everything is going to be fine at the, you know, running a company, that's not always the best idea. Okay, here's a heavy one, and we got different version. We got four different versions of this question, but this one came in. Okay, how to save friendships when they are anti-mask and you are pro-mask? Oh, you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to go check in Sunny's mouth because I feel like you you're more qualified to answer this question than I. <laughs> We're taking turns trying to. So but this is a Kim X Kim special. No, it's it's not, and I think that that's probably an entire podcast of how do we heal when we are very um, divided on what science says, which is weird. So just so you know, we are very strong mask people. And if you're going to try to convince me, otherwise you're just going to be wasting your time on the keyboard. It's, it's, um, it's fine. And I don't even say like you do you because when you do that, it's like a group project, right? And we're all, we're all part of a group. So we're, we're maskers. We do and even in my family, we have people that have said the words to me, it's just the flu, I don't get it. And they are in the um, the part of the population that would statistically be hit hard. So I have struggled with this. And so in my family and in my friend, uh, you know, extended friend group, I am choosing to- Educate. Educate in a very kind way and say things like, I understand it's hard to know what's true right now. I understand there's so much information out there. These are, these are the words I've said, and I understand how confusing it is because it just because of all of the information out there, this is why I feel it's important. And then I give numbers and I give statistics. They are free to give numbers and statistics back, but most of those are in the form of a meme and then I say, I'd love to see your data. If you have more than a meme, I can talk to you. I would love to talk to you about it. I love you. And I always, I follow up with, like I start and end the sentence with, this is out of love because I love and respect you so much. And I end with, I love you. And it, it, is, it is really, it's a really hard, terrible thing that's happened to our country right now. So I think what I have chosen to do is I'm not giving up on these friends and family members. I am choosing to not be around them right now. I mean, we're not around anybody, so it's making it really simple. Um, but I'm not giving up. And this time next year, I have faith that there's going to be a vaccine. We're going to feel safe going out. And it will, we're just going to, we're going to get over it. We're going to get through it. Um, and I have a, pro- and I think there's, this is a whole podcast because I have this really, really bad habit of holding grudges <laughs> and Ben's laughing because it's true. And it's, it's bad. It's, it's a character flaw on my part. I don't forgive easily. I do this thing where I just, and it's, and it's, it's bad. And so um, I even talked to my therapist about it this week. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I have a slightly different answer to yeah, the question. I would, yeah. However, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Right. This is a yes and, not a no but. <laughs> we like to yes and. Yep. Even we y- yes disagree. and. So, so I, I do it a little bit differently. I deflect <laughs> a little bit and I look for common ground. That's my, that's my biggest thing that I try to do. 
Um, I, I think Donald Thompson, who we had on this podcast, had the best piece of idea. And he was talking about systemic racism, but this applies to a lot of things. Like if you don't think you can change anybody's mind, just keep it moving. So I, I think keeping it moving at in this case is dangerous. Right. Um, so I don't quite keep it moving, but what I do try to do is find a common ground. And even my most far end, this is a scamdemic friends mm-hmm. that I know. I've been very fortunate to have those friends and people that I've talked to that all agree with certain things. They don't want to die. They care about their loved ones and want to keep them safe. They have different data that they bring me. Like when I try to educate them with some of the things that you say, they come back with, well, in college, you know, because I, I, one of my big things was like, oh my gosh, people who are going off to college, this is nuts. So my friends have come back to me with, there have been 80,000 cases of COVID and three of them that are college kids have been hospitalized. Rather than coming back to them with something else, I try to find a common ground and say, yes, it does seem like younger people are, this is affecting them less, but we don't really know. Right. And then, so the common ground becomes, we don't really know, but like I'm searching for these little things. Is it that we don't really know? Is it that we want to keep our elders safe? You know, the one thing that I try to at least convince people of, and I think this is a pretty rational thing is that me wearing a mask isn't going to harm you in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those, that's how I deal with it. I try to find common ground and those things that I really, really truly believe in. I, I just, I know in my heart, if I say them, then that's going to be the end of our friendship. And I like our friendship. So that I f- it feels to me like an entire podcast because I can talk about this for um, an, an entire hour. I, and like, I, you, yeah, and heard- I have made it and I have made it kind of my mission to try to have the conversations and they're very awkward. And I and I 100% have lost friends and it makes me really sad. Yeah. Um, and you, you heard me talking and like I knew you wanted to jump in mm-hmm. and disagree while I was talking, even while I was telling this story, because I know that this is something that you really strongly believe in. Right. So I think maybe the answer is you might lose some friends. No, and, and I and I have. Um where it gets, you know, I don't want to lose a relationship with family members. So it gets a little tricky, but at this point I've kind of paused and we're we're just um we're just on pause. So I'm yeah. sorry. So who the, I know the person who asked the question and I, and it um, breaks my heart that that's happening too. Okay. Let's go happy. Let's go somewhere happy. Shall we? Yep. If a toy company made an action figure, what two accessories would you come with? I'm sorry. Say that again. If a toy company made you an action, made an action figure out of you, what two accessories would you come with? Oh gosh. Um, uh, oh, I have your two. Okay, I'm going to do your two, and then you, you do, do mine, and then you can do mine. Okay, a microphone and a hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I don't use hairbrushes, but true. I get it. Yeah. You're, you're thinking more like a, a hair gel. Yeah, some pomade. Yeah, some I like ha- that. hair product. So a microphone and some hair gel. Yours would be a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, <laughs> so gross. Um, well, I mean. It's your job, so that's understandable. I didn't mean that in like a bad way. No, I it, it's it's bad. It's um, bad. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, like ballet shoes or something oh, like dance, cute. like dancing shoes. I thought you were gonna say a glass of rosé. <laughs> maybe the maybe we you know what? Let's get rid of the phone and go glass of rosé, which is new by the way. It used to be I a, know it used, used to be, to be a, a soft blonde. Yep. So a glass of rosé and some dancing shoes. I'll go. I like that. I'll go with that. Okay. What trait do you most admire in each other? 
Oh, it's easy for me. I, Kim has um, a very healthy self-realization, self-deprecating sense of humor that I, I, I noticed really early on. And it didn't make sense to me because she was so hot. When I first met her, like, why do you have any... Um, like, why don't you just stand there and be hot? And then I realized that it was actually very sexy is that she like she, when she is acting um, out like out of sorts, she checks herself before anyone has to say anything about her. Um, and she does it in a funny way. And it's just it's really refreshing when you're in a relationship where you live and work together and the person who's with you can do that. Um, and I, that's that. I, I mean, also, I, I like your boobs but <laughs> but i didn't think that was the answer you guys were looking for so i'm gonna go with a more mature one. <laughs> oh, pen holderness um i would say to you there's a lot of things but i would say you and, and along the same vein you forgive well so whereas i do the holding of the grudge um you are very resilient after we've had a fight and we kind of say, okay, I'm sorry, I learned this, 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 and we talk about how we fought, you move on. And you not just with me, with your friends too, and there's been a lot of discussions as we just talked about, like you've had with your friends and you don't take it personally and you move on in a very, it's it's pretty awesome. That and you have a cute butt. <laughs> Thank you. Did you feel the need to objectify me after I did that to you? Um, no, but you really do. I don't think people see it because you're always like, we don't show that part of you. We don't do a lot of videos that are butt forward. And Not I think that's a lot okay. of butt videos. But hey, you never know. Middle-aged man butt may be the thing on Instagram. So. Oh. Um, ew. Ow. <laughs> ew, David. Um, how do you deal with seasonal depression? Hmm. Penn doesn't get it. I, well, I, I do. I get it in the summer. Because I'm opposite hot. of you. Well, dude, there was just this period that, and look, I, the, the best thing that ever happened to me was that I moved to Orlando because I met you, mm-hmm. but there's darned if that isn't just a swamp of humidity and you, you, <laughs> you dress up for work in a suit and you get out of your house and your car is 20 feet from your house but your butt starts sweating by the time you're in your car all of your nether regions are this sticky soup that are all sticking to different parts of your body that aren't supposed to ever stick together Mm. and you were outside for seven seconds i know oh i miss florida that that really did like that constant like haze of humidity and heat made me really bummed out i couldn't get exercise like i wanted to um and i didn't ever want to be outside so that I, I dealt with it by complaining about it and moving. Um, so I'm, I'm more curious about yours. <laughs> I have tra- the more traditional seasonal. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, and it's like, it's here and I wanted to do a skit and I kept writing it, but it kept turning out so dark, but I was working on the script for like a day of like when my seasonal depression meets my COVID depression oh, and like God. what that conversation is. Is that the one you're working be. on? I was, I've been working on it forever. Oh, I've got to read that. That's funny. No, but then it, it's bad. It, it was just so dark and we kind of try to peddle funny stuff and it wasn't, it was like sad funny, not 
Right. Yeah, I couldn't get it to be funny. You want funny, funny. If, if there's any like script writers out there that want to help me write this, I'm down with it. But they were kind of characters. So I was... And you play all of them. No, so I was regular me. And then like my seasonal depression walked up. And then my co- they started fighting over who got to be in charge, like COVID or seasonal depression. Um, so it is work. So right now where we live, it gets dark. At f- it's pitch black at five o'clock. And that... It's a surprise. It's daylight Every, savings that gets you, right? I, well, I well, it's part of, yeah. and, and it's so cold. And so it's dark, it's cold. The leaves have come off the trees. They look so bare. Um, so I want to move to Hawaii. But <laughs> knowing that's not a thing, it is work. So I have, I put it in the garage. I have to get it out of the garage. But this time of year, I get the um, that lamp, the light lamp, and mm-hmm. I can put it in the um I can put this in the show. I mean, there's a thousand of them on Amazon and you have to put it at eye level. So you put it on a stack of books. And so I, when I'm kind of answering comments on Facebook in the morning, I turn it on and I have that kind of in my face because there's all the science about like how if you have sunlight and that sort of, and mimics it, it mimics sunlight. But if you have that first um, in the beginning of your day and it kind of, it helps that. I have to exercise. It is so cold. And it, we're not even into like the thick of winter yet. But I have to get outside for a little bit. And then now I have like a Peloton and the whole thing. And then I it's such a bummer. But I have to lay off booze and eat right. It is such like all of these things are like the biggest no fun, like eat right exercise. But all tis of that. the season to not exercise and eat poorly. So right. you have to really stay on that. And this year, what I'm kind of doubling down because I know that with covid and just regular and then just the insanity of this year i am treating myself to like i've been off and on a therapy my since i was in college but i've i'm making appointments so even i have this you know sweet therapist that like even if i don't have like a big thing to talk about even if it's not like triage of a big thing we just talk and it's not always heavy and deep like for example last week it was like how do i get over these grudges i'm holding um and yeah, we kind of talk through stuff. Can I ask a little bit more about so seasonal affective disorder? Is that am I using that yeah. term right? I think if you don't have it, you just kind of in your brain you compartmentalize it as oh, okay, she's just bummed out because it's cold, right? Which is that's a that's a good way to simplify it, and, and then I move on with my life and say okay, my wife, she's I got to remember that she's bummed out because she's cold. Is there is there more to it? Is it is it that kind of is it that same depression fog right. but exacerbated because it's cold? It just gets worse. Well, I don't think it's a temperature it? thing. I think it, it's. Um, I mean, is it like you know postpartum? Like it's it's a different type of depression. Well, I, but I think the sim- well, first of all, it's different for everybody. But the symptoms for me of like, the seasonal affective disorder are just increased fatigue, like all those depression, and it's right. physical. So I, you do get you you do there are days you don't want to get out of bed there are days you're kind of just somebody has like hit you with a bat of anxiety it's um all of those symptoms and it, and it is due to like like the the research show there's the lack of sunlight there is the lack of i mean the temperature and all of those things so for me that's how it exhibits it, it, there's just like a general lack of <laughs> Just, I'm going to say lack. Um, and then general desire just to put whipped cream straight in my face on a daily basis. <laughs> and it's really unfortunate that we had to buy several cans oh of gosh. whipped cream for our more recent uh, Hallmark and, movie. And your son and I have eaten a t- like one entire tub ourselves. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He, he is just, he's like, I really love this. And he goes, you know what would be best on this? I was like, what? He goes, M&M's. I'm like, you're right, buddy. And we have some. <laughs> so we just sprinkled um, M&M's on top of a bowl of Cool Whip and... Uh, 
So, well, yeah, I, good times. I, I, I think you you need to allow yourself the ability to do that some. But no, but right. that being said, the next day I feel gross and it's it's kind of a vicious cycle. So I do. I mean, I it's so it's so annoying. But I eat right and I exercise and I have been trying to lay off the booze. It's not perfect, but um, baby steps. Yeah. Tis the season. <laughs> Tis the season. Oh, this is a good question because I think so many people are dealing with it. How do you manage to relax in your house when it's part of your work? So many people are working from home. So, Oh, you mean house is part of your work? Yeah. That's so, a good question. Yeah, or we work from home, so how do you, how do you relax? Um, so here's my, one, of my, one of my first tips. Everyone has the ability to do this and not everyone does it because there's a comfort of working in your house where you can work from anywhere. You can sit on your couch and you can type. You can go up in your bedroom and you can work. You can Zoom. You can work from anywhere in your house. The first thing I think you should do is have a designated work space. Mm -hmm. And that's so that when you relax, you can get away from that. So here's what I mean. If you're working on your couch all day Mm -hmm. and then you want to relax on your couch, no one, first of all, no one around you is going to realize that you're not working anymore. Mm -hmm. We're just not that observant as people. So I think find like a dedicated place for you to work. That way, when you get there, you realize you're working. And when you leave, you realize you can relax. Yeah. I know that's that's perfect. The the issue does become with us like we shoot in our kitchen so we'll have tripods lights. And we've worked on moving those lights out of the way as quickly as possible so that we can get back to our life. So that's a good point. And um so what we've done we we had its dining room. I think every house at some point was designed with like a dining room. Um and so we donated our the dining room table and chairs and now that dining room it is um, well, my Peloton's in there, but it is just the place where the lights and the tripod and all that stuff goes. So it's second garage. It's second garage. It's like a garage, but yeah. it's inside our house. So it doesn't look pretty. We're not going to win any design awards, but it's, it's storage. I do. I think that's great advice. And then I would, I would also um, add, try your best to like set those boundaries of hours. Like we don't, we pretty much don't we don't work past six and i try not to bug people past six we work with a lot of people in la and they'll call at eight o'clock and i just don't answer yeah so i know it's five o'clock for you but i'm out do you remember that one time i uh, you were talking to one of your friends i'll never do this again i'm glad i learned something you were talking to one of your friends about something important i think her mom was sick or whatever it was and our like our representative from la was calling us and to me it was very important because when they call us like that's money that's work that's job and i I literally, it was eight o'clock. I literally walked into the room while you were having a one-to-one and did not, like you were talking. I was like, honey, is on the phone. They need to talk about this deal. And you were furious. Mm-hmm. And Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. I didn't understand why at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I didn't understand those boundaries. Yeah. This was maybe three or four years ago. And thank God we had that fight. And again, our book will teach you that fighting, if done correctly, can bring you closer together. And this is one of those fights that did bring us closer together. Yeah. Because like both sides have to understand that. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I can't just understand my boundaries. I have to understand your boundaries. Right. Everyone, we should make a chart of all of our family's boundaries. Does that sound like fun? <laughs> that sounds like fun. Let's do it. Um, uh, this good question. What are your favorite love or what are your love languages and favorite adult beverage? Uh, love language. I am an acts of service girl. I mean, nothing is sexier than when he takes my car to get it, like get an oil change. I mean, so weird, but she's so hot. He's like, I get got gas in your car. I'm like, what? I'm like, you know what? I'd love to get some this weekend. And so I, He'll he'll start like rake raking. Yeah. He'll rake. He'll um. And it's especially good if you haven't asked me to do it. Oh, like my, that's oh Im- bonus. I mean, no. Yeah. It's it's so much better if I don't have to like make you a list. Um. So max of service. What about you? Uh, oh, I'm physical touch. Yeah. It's and and I mean I need some affirmation because I have a fragile ego because I'm a man. Um. <laughs> but but mostly just like just uh, I'm I'm a golden. Remember you, you guys know this if you listen to this podcast. I'm a golden retriever. What do golden retrievers like? They like to be pet. And they like to Beat. hear "good boy." You "good boy." <laughs> yes. And then, then um, our, and speaking of golden retriever, our dog is like sniffing around back there. Did you answer the question about the drink? Did you oh, say rosé? Um, these days, I'm into a good French rosé. So she goes. She goes like two years. She, however long it takes a snake to shed their skin or whatever. And then I like change she, drinks. Yeah, and it it happens. It when you were pregnant, there were like the weird taste bud things. But this is like it, every two years. You went. You went oaky shard. This is her journey. O- <laughs> Oaky Shard, Pinot Grige, so like so, so KJ, and then over to Santa Margarita, over to Kim Crawford, and now we're in Whispering Angel. Yeah, I mean it's it's a wild ride, you guys. It's been a journey. Thanks yeah. for coming. Uh, what about you, dude? So um, I, I need to kick this at some point, but it's it's been like a five, four or five year love affair with hazy IPAs ever since they kind of broke into the scene. Like I was, I was. Um, schlepping illegally trilliums from Boston to Raleigh in my backpack. It wasn't illegal. You're allowed to carry them across state lines. I don't think you are. Are you not? I don't. I don't think you're allowed to fly with them. 
Anyway, um, anywho, I did that. Maeve broke so the law. Come lock me up. Cool, but, cool, so cool. So these these hazy IPAs, they've started making them in North Carolina, and they look like a mimosa. And um, even Kim has had a sip of them and admitted that they aren't terrible. But uh, so right now, they're, I'm, I'm going way too far overboard with this. There's a, there's a brewery in Charlotte called Resident Culture that I'm obsessed with. There's one in Asheville called Burial that I'm a huge fan of. There's one in Wilmington called New Anthem. And in Raleigh, we have a place called uh, Linwood Brewing that my buddy Ted owns that I'm going to this afternoon because I need self-care. He's going to sit outside. <laughs> He's going to sit outside. Yep. I actually, this is, uh, you talk about like, I, I am very strict on social distancing. Well, of course we're sitting outside. And yeah. I, I actually, I'm not a f- fan of even Penn doing that. So of sitting outside? I think there's going to be a lot of people there, honey. I don't think you understand how far away men sit from each other normally. Like not just. And it's just one person you're meeting with? Yeah. It's, we're in like, we'll be farther apart than you and I are right now. And let the record show we're eight feet apart right now. Men are very loud voices, and we just talk very loudly from far apart. Okay, well. Um, and it's like it's going to be cold enough that no one else is going to be there. I'm trying to maintain a social um, existence while not only adhering to our state's laws, but going beyond them in the safety regions, because I don't think that anyone's being safe enough. So I know you're worried about it, but the last thing that I want to do is to bring that crap into our family. Okay. So, so good talk. Good talk. That's, that's the, welcome to our marriage. How do you come up with all of your wonderful ideas? First of all, thanks for calling them wonderful. Let's be honest. Some of them are crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. This is the process. And we, first of all, we have two people on our team full time as of this year. Anne Marie actually started two years ago. So Anne Marie Tapke and then um, Sam Allen. Sam Allen. I, w- I was just going to explain why I said Anne Marie's name that way. Anyway, and, and Sam started this year full time. So we have like a meeting on Monday via Zoom and we talk about like, what are people talking about? What's going on in my life? What's going on in your life? And then we talk about whether there's a song idea. We talk about, is, there, is this a skit? Is this a vlog? And yeah, so like today, I was like, is there, because this year we're, you know, this will air the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving this year looks really different for us. Normally, I have shopping lists the weekend before. I start cooking the Monday before. And this year, it's just us. So I'm going to cook on Thursday. I'm not even going to brine the turkey. We're just going to fry it. Like, I, I've, we may as well just order pizza. Like, that's where I am mood-wise. And I'm like, is there... Is there a skit about this? Is it a skit about like 2019 versus 2020? Is there a way we can compare it? And so we kind of talk through that. And so, yeah, it's a conversation and it's a lot of pitch. It's a a lot of spaghetti on the wall um, and not all of them are good. It's interesting though. We've answered that question a lot and we don't mind getting it. Um, And the, the shortest way to say it is we look at what's going on around our lives and we either try to make it rhyme or we try to make it funny. And, you know, really the the next thing is like, what's the vehicle for getting that point across? Is it Kim dressing up as three different versions of herself? Is it a musical review? But one thing we've never really talked about is the process by which you and I write because it's Mm. different, right? Yeah. Kim has... uh, Kim has a, and I, I don't think either one is wrong. I think each one works for us, but Kim has a way, and you can talk more about yourself, but I'll talk about you first. She goes away and she, she uh, tinkers with it. Mm-hmm. She starts with an idea and then she walks away from it and then she goes back to it and then she walks away from it again and then she goes back to it. And then once it's all done, it's actually very refined and she can do this. She can juggle 
eight ideas at once Mm -hmm. so that by the end of the week, she might have eight of these scripts that she's come up with. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I got to get, I got to get through one of them. And for that reason, my writing process is a lot quicker. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's better. It's, I don't think it is better, but I have to do one at a time. And if it takes longer than an hour, I give up. And there's honestly, there's a lot of things that I like the my COVID or like my depressions meeting. I should have given up on that a while ago. I'm like, I think there's a nugget there. I just can't figure it out, and I just kind of like whittle away at it. But you do also do something very different. Yours is like a song parody thing, yeah. Which you do so brilliantly. Like you, you're just it's really I mean, like a a gift. There are other things that I wrote. Like I wrote that first Hallmark thing in about eight minutes. Right. So he writes original music too, and so we've been doing these kind of goofy parodies, like you know of these Hallmark movies, but this, I guess by the time this airs, the next week, we're going to have like a musical version, like if the Hallmark movie was a musical, mm-hmm. and so it's all original music, and he he wrote it in like a second. Yeah, no, I was referring to the first one we did, like the script. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, that one, I, I think you guys had such a great idea. Mm-hmm. I, I'll literally stop the conversation and say, I got to go write this. Mm-hmm. And that was the one, like the first every Hallmark movie ever one that we did, and the reason why it was so easy is because it was we were purposefully writing terrible script. Mm-hmm. But I think I wrote that one in about like eight minutes. I just if I don't write something quickly, it just it, like I know myself well enough to know it's never good. My dad used to give up if it took longer than three hours to write a sermon, and um, you're not like that. And it but it works for you. Like the, when when not when, always. But I think. But that being said, we get scripts to a certain point sometimes and we're like you know what this is not good yeah and we hit delete yeah and that was (laughs) remember that used to be tough right like we would just say you know like we did all this work we got to finish it right and then you have to think like there are major motion pictures that have been shot and that have never seen the light of day because somebody said you know what this is not very good so if it means we're not putting a video out yeah and i I really am a modern martin scorsese so Next question. We have time for a couple more, I think. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Do you think you'll stay in North Carolina forever? No. No. God bless you for staying here with me for this long. Mm-hmm. Kim is a... I, I want to tell this story and make sure everyone knows it. Kim is a Florida girl. Kim was born in Florida. She It's nuts, particularly in her line of work. Born in Florida, went to college in Florida, got her first four... Panama City, Sarasota, West Palm Beach, Orlando, four jobs. Four jobs in Florida. If you work in local news, being able to stay in the same state is insanely difficult. Luckily, Florida has all these different markets from different sizes, but she only left when when we were engaged. Yeah, and we moved to New York. And so, th- yeah. so we went to New York for a few years and then we realized that we weren't um, private equity uh, bankers. We realized we were broke yeah. <laughs> and had a baby. So we came back to North Carolina and I, neither of us expected this to be a, um, a 13 year right. engagement, which it is now, but uh, some things happened. Uh, we needed to move down here for starters. We, we needed to be around family who could help us with <laughs> children and television work and everything like that. Then we needed to care for some of our family. Then we, you know, our, our job got revolutionized into something that entirely comes out of like our household. Then our kids built this network of friends and their own support group through school. 
and all of a sudden there's all of the, you know, that's this intricate web and it's kind of stuck to all the parts of our life. And I just want to give you credit for this, Kim, because you're a nomad. You don't like to stay in the same place for too long. And you've been in the same place for 13 years. So thank you. Well, you're so sweet. Well, thank you for acknowledging. So in my previous life, I think I moved around a lot and um, I, and it's part of, I, I just, I don't like being in one place for that long. And I also love the water. I love the beach. And we, where we are in North Carolina, there's not a quick access. Um, everybody's like, oh, it's only two hours away. I'm like, dude, I need it like two minutes. Um, uh, that being said, I love North Carolina. The people here are amazing. We really are. <laughs> no, the, and the community's great. And it's, and it's not, has nothing to do with that. I just think for me, when the kids are in college, we'll probably have a home base here always. But I would love... If not traveling part of the year, maybe getting something closer to a beach than that's warmer year round. And your family, like I will handle the kids. You will have my one hundred percent support, and the kids will be fine. Right, they'll I mean be they'll fine. be they'll be fine. Um, um, it does seem more likely than not that we may we may be here through at least one of our child's high school experiences though no no we're totally staying through the like i that's the thing and that you know pc's in fifth grade now he'll be leaving for call i'm gonna blink and he'll leave for college like right. he we it, it goes fast it goes so fast it's it would be stupid to leave because i want to live near a beach because right now we are two seconds like we're in this it's fine it's <laughs> it's fine has has covid changed where you want to move it has, right? Because you've gone from like, you liked LA for a while and now you want to just go to a completely different part of the I think the I world. have, and we've talked about this a lot, that like I have the, you know, and another question we got and we can segue into that is if you woke up tomorrow and could not do what you do now, what would you do? So I think in another life, if I got another chance, a good question. I would wake up tomorrow, for, I would go to culinary school and I would, but I don't want to be a chef in a kitchen. I just want to have, hi, Sunny. I just want to have a farm and have chickens and then make delicious food all day. You um, want to be the barefoot Contessa. Yes. Okay. So that doesn't actually pay just to live on a farm and cook food all day. So I'd need a job. So I guess I would. Yeah. And you still can't remember. It's not, you can't do it. Like you can't be on camera doing this. Right. Um, so you would. Uh, maybe I'd be a private a chef. Oh, private chef. Maybe it'd be a private chef. Or I love the I love the behind the scenes part of this job. Like I actually do get uncomfortable being on camera. So maybe I'd be like I would love to be a writer for a TV show. And it's different. It's the same industry. But are you able to are you able to have I don't understand this job. Is this like a realistic job or could it be something that like could I be a wide receiver for the um, <laughs> um no? sure. Okay. Could you? No. No. Okay. So what would you do realistically? Uh, well, I could sell my eggs, by the way, at the farmer's market. I could be a farmer. Clarify okay. your chicken eggs. Yes. Okay, good. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, I could sell my eggs. Uh, uh, still get him. Yeah. This is a tough one. Like, I want to be a professional tennis player. It would just be the coolest thing ever. You yeah, can travel everywhere but and, and wear, wear awesome clothes, but I'm not that good. You're in your I'm way. not even good. What would... I, Honestly, it, I, it wouldn't be involved in food because I like to eat, but I, I I don't know how to cook. That's that's probably more unrealistic. Like a chef is more unrealistic than professional tennis player because mm-hmm. I'm just not that great. Well, you don't have an interest in it. Cook, so. I, like, you like to eat, but it's fine. I don't think I want to own a farm. 
I I mean I really like I I, I like being someone who performs <laughs> in whatever way it was. Like you know I know it's not really performing when you're a journalist, but there was part of it where you got to put a little bit of yourself into what it was that you were putting out there. And so if that's gone, I think I'd be really bummed out. I don't know what I think I'd like go I, work. I could see you working in like on like in theater, like being I think I'd want to be a doctor. What? Yeah. Stop. Doctor. Okay, you just said performing and then doctors like Well, no, I'm saying like I don't think I'd be able to do any I think I'm taking out if you can't do what you do now. Part of what I do is theater. Like I that all of my performance stuff are taken away. Um, there, there was a point in time where if I could have gotten up early in the morning, I would have gone to med school and I would have been a doctor. I think that the ability to... You're smart enough. The ability to understand the human body in a way that almost makes you Neo in the Matrix and everybody else is normal. Like You, you see everybody in these strands of code that are unbelievably special to see like my friend who's a doctor i complained about all of my body parts and he always like walks up and he touches three things and he's like no you think you have this but you really have this and i'm like oh my gosh what a skill and what a gift to be able to give that to people to understand like what's going on in this great confusing thing that is the human body like i could go if i were a doctor i could be helping maybe with the freaking vaccine right now Mm -hmm. it's the most i think it's amazing it's the most awesome job out there and no doubt. And uh, it, yeah, but you like, you know, you would make more money if you went into selling supplies that doctors use when they're in surgery right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, yeah, I think I'd, yeah, doctor, it'd be a little bit of work, but I'd like it. Wow. Sorry. But I, but I could, you could go off and make the monies and I would just sit on the farm and sell our eggs. Sure. Chicken eggs. I'd have to be a good doctor. Yeah, you'd have to be a good doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, ha- I mean, there's a lot of questions about how we're dealing with, uh, the, the, um, the potential of another shutdown, lockdown and what that looks like. And I don't know is the big answer to that. So, um, we are, we did go get some more paper towels and toilet paper <laughs> and it's no, but they're, they're all gone and it's, know, people are getting I shamed think- for buying too much of it. Like it's, it's, well, no, there's limits on everything, right? but it's happening again. I know. Um, anywho, uh, I wanted to leave on a high note. So, okay, we'll end on this one. How, we started with the kids. We'll end talking about the kids. How are your kids been dealing with 2020? I can't believe how good of a year my daughter has had. Like she's been sad. She was really sad mm-hmm. when it started. It was it was her last. It's her. It's basically her senior year. Eighth grade for the school she goes to is it's like your senior year. It's mm-hmm. your last year. You kind of get to be the big man or woman on campus. And it's clearly not like that. Now our kids are at school. Um, they're in like a germ pod in a very like lockdown situation. And so far it's proven to be successful and safe for everybody involved. She was, um, I'll, I'll talk about Lola and then you can do pen Charles or you can. Yeah. Lola's been, she, she was really bummed, potentially even depressed. Like when it first got started, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but around August or maybe July, she she got out of it by making these goals for herself that I thought were pretty lofty for someone her age. Um, for someone who has amazing street smarts but has like struggled to be a straight-A student mm-hmm. in her school, she said, I'm going to make straight A's. And we're like, okay, yeah. it's going to drive you up the wall. Um, and so she developed this new work ethic at school. And then she also said, I want to play college tennis. And we're like, okay, that's even harder. That's, that is almost impossible for you to do. And we got her in front of a coach and the coach was like, here's what you have to do. And it was an 
laundry list of things. She's done every single one of those things. Mm -hmm. She's gotten, I don't know if she's going to be a college player, but she's gotten exponentially better. She's starting to win tournaments. And we just found out that she's going to get straight A's for the first time in a long time in really, really hard subjects that I like, I have to relearn these things before I say anything about them. So I look, I don't, I know that internally it hasn't been the best year for her, but I'm just going to give her a little bit of credit for like getting, like getting out of the funk that everybody was in and saying, I'm going to get better at this and this. And she did it. It is actually, I mean, and and it sucks because I'm on text strings with friends and family and everything. And and like their, their kids are doing what most kids are doing right now, which is it just, by the way, school's back here of like, they're going back in rotations and everything like that. So, um, but kids, so many kids are struggling. So it feels like I don't want to like rub it in, but we have Lola, our oldest. It has been inspiring. Yeah, I, It's made me work harder seeing how, like how she's, she's just like buck dialed in. And I don't know when this switch flipped, but it was her. It was motivated yeah. exclusively. She did it herself. It wasn't magic words we said. So, and we definitely model, you know, exercise and we model hard work. We do that. But she decided these goals and we're trying to support her on that. Our son, who is very much like my husband, just the happiest, goofiest kid, he definitely... It hit him when he couldn't go to school. Yeah, he was he 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 was very he was depressed. We all were. Um, by the way, they're in school. When they're in school, they are six feet away in mass, and he hates it. He does not want to go to school. <laughs> he doesn't want to stay home. It's like we gave him that option too, and he doesn't want to do that either. You pick him up from school, and he's like, "It's fine." So it is. It's hard to see, and it's just hard. We are forcing, and I never thought I'd be this parent. Oh, my God. We are forcing him into an activity. So right now, the only sport being played is tennis. Yeah. And it's, you know, they've deemed it safe because it's outside and you're so far away from people. And he was so good at it and then decided he quit. He wanted to quit. So we let him quit. And then we, like couple weeks ago we're like dude you're going back like you and he's like i don't want to i'm like we know i know as your mom that you are a happier person when you're moving around you don't they don't really do that stuff at school i mean they let them outside obviously but there's no like group fitness thing happening so as your mom you need twice a week to get outside and i need to not be in charge of it so, but but He's going and not pitching a fit, so I feel like he's into it again. I mean, he's yeah. not, yeah. And, I, and I'll give I'll give him some credit too. I feel like we I, I always need to give equal credit to my kids. He's like gotten more into reading and writing, uh-huh. and and he's boy, he's very gifted mm-hmm. <laughs> at so both. He's he, he can come up with things kind of at the at the drop of a hat, and so he's he's like starting to read some pretty complicated books. He's starting to write some pretty complicated thoughts. He's started this gaming thing that just it gives him a chance to kind of express what's going on in his life beyond this like COVID fog that you have when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. He's dealt like I know he's been sadder this year than he normally has been. Like you can see it Mm -hmm. in him, but he's finding ways around it just like Lola is. The, The tennis thing is one example he also has become really considerate. Like he asks you, oh, he's the sweetest. He, he asks you about your day and well, uh, and I, I, I will say when we've, you know, the kids were like, Oh, what are we doing for Christmas? What are we doing for Thanksgiving? I'm like, it's just us guys. It's just us. And obviously they're upset. There were a lot to be upset. And he, his first response was, it's okay. It's not forever. 
And so he, I was like, oh my God, he's so right. And so, you know, his birthday is in December. And, you know, we do little parties for them traditionally every year, just like little groups of friends. And like, okay, no party this year, dude, but we'll find a way, you know, we'll, what do you want to, you know, like, let's plan what we're going to eat all day. <laughs> and so, he, and he was like, okay, cool. And he loved it. And he, they love that game Among Us. Oh yeah. So he wants to do like have the four of us do like an Among Us in real life, and we have to like draw. He's like designing this whole thing, and we're gonna have like an all day party for him. And he's it's I think there have been moments like bright spots that, and I'm just I'm very impressed with our kids. But I know like, but it can change. Yeah. Like on a day to day basis, like there's always the potential for yeah. drama. Cliff Notes answer to that question. They've both been sad in a way they've never been sad before mm-hmm. um, because there is a real loss and tragedy in what's been going on in their lives. Um, when we see some of these like really creative ways that they're kind of digging out of this fog and trying to survive, we're proud of them. And I, I bet you every kid in America right now feels that same sense of loss. And also if you look closely enough is finding these new resourceful ways to get through it and it's going to make them better people. That's what I believe. And so I think any of you listening, you know, start by admitting, yeah, this sucks. But then I bet bet it wouldn't take you very long to think of something really cool that they've done. Kids are so much, like our kids are so much better than us. I mean, they're so, I I really admire how our kids are. And like when I start to have a pity party about, I can't see my mom for Thanksgiving. You know what? It's going to be fine forever. Yeah. So... Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for the questions. Um, I, I'm flattered if you got this far. Like, maybe my mom is listening at this point. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Peggy. You're great. I miss you. Can't wait to hug you. This is really good stuff. <laughs> it's a really good way to end it. <laughs> if you got this far, we really thank you and love you and appreciate you. And you know what, guys? We're going to make it. We're going to be okay. Yes. It's going to be fine. I mean, not fine. It's good. We're going to make it, though. We're going to get through this. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Keep chugging along. It feels like we've been treading water for nine years, but it's going to get better. I promise. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. And not see you. We'll hear you. No, we're not even going to hear you. Bye. You're going to hear us. <laughs> 